This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 85 of Beers in the Lot. In ep 85, we got into the Frozen Four and all the championship tournaments that are going on. Touched on the Isabel Cup and the PHA. And we have a very special shout out towards the end of the episode. Be sure to stick around for it. All right, I'm going to Cooler. You want one? Let's crack beers. Daniel, what are you drinking tonight? So, weirdly enough, I have a uh, another treehouse beer. Oh. I didn't know oh. if you guys thought I would have one, but, you know. <laughs> mm. uh, tonight, I'm drinking a uh, Bigger Peach, and it's an American double IPA with hints of peach. It's very good. I had it uh, actually on tap while I was up there. Uh, right what are you on. drinking tonight, Riggs? I clued Aaron in last night after OFBG that uh, my beer selections would become much more diverse. Uh, <laughs> since my illness, I, <laughs> I was not drinking beer, obviously. Um, so there's a lot of leftovers from uh, visits from our friend, again, Brando McGee. Um, so this one is from Nepenthe or Nepenthe Brewing Company. Uh, depending on how you pronounce the Greek there, Nepenthe is actually um, found in the Odyssey, Homer's, not Homer Simpson. Ah, um, of Iliad fame. Yes, yes. So in the Odyssey, uh, Nepenthe is um, uh, like a drug or a substance used to treat grief, of all things. Mm. Uh, you know, ancient Greek uh, poetry, right? Um, this is Cosmic Dubba Beep Weepa, double IPA. Pretty cool. Can art's really awesome. Looks like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like an animated sort of Greek mythology character on the can art there. It's pretty awesome. So, um, And I believe in our conversation last night, Aaron said that he was going to repeat this week. Uh, I am. Wow, wow. <laughs> so uh, last week, yeah. I had a Miller Lite. <laughs> and this week, I have a Miller Lite. Because you know what? After hockey games, I come out and I have the same beer every week. Multiple of the same beer every week. <laughs> so I don't care. I, I tried to actually wait like go get some interesting new beer and everything is an IPA. You know what? It's, it's come to a head and there's only IPAs <laughs> and Miller lights in the whole, in the whole world, basically. <laughs> so I don't care. I'm drinking Miller light. <laughs> there's only IPAs and Miller lights in the whole world. <laughs> That's how it feels. I'm That's sure how it feels to me. I have a feeling <laughs> the fine folks from Coors Light are going to call. Yeah. <laughs> Great taste, less filling. Miller Light. <laughs> you know what, Aaron? It's a beer. Right? It's a beer. You know what? We that's, accept it. That's the key. So I have another Miller, Miller Light. 
<laughs> and I don't care what you have to say about that. John, what do you have this week? I have Maker's Mark whiskey. I'm done huh. with the expiration dates. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I said that. I'm I'm steadfast. Actually, though, I uh, I probably will start getting like some sours and tarts because uh, it's starting to get that time of year. So you'll see them more in the you know stores and whatnot. And I will be a freaking hawk on the dates. And if there's no date on it, I ain't getting it. <laughs> so <You> shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not shouldn't. You should just no. go to some of the breweries downtown and just get it straight from them. Absolutely. If you really want the fresh shit, you got to go directly to the source, dude. Yep. Yeah. Or you could just go up to Treehouse. Let me know. Uh, and uh, I can well, go up there too. I was going to go there, but I'll let you do that since you're the <laughs> expert. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm going to end up with like a wanted poster. Like if this man steps into your liquor store, kick him out immediately. He's going to start looking at dates. <laughs> Public enemy number one. Have you seen this man? <laughs> right next right right next to Jerry Seinfeld's uh, clown clown check or whatever what what's yeah, the yeah, thing clown check like, yeah. in the one episode. you guys you guys are going to go to like uh you know liquor stores around the area and Eric's going to be like dude saw you got kicked out like what what do you do write a bad check jeez <laughs> <laughs> Riggs, so we're a few days out from the Masters. Tiger Woods is currently oh. listed on the Masters website as playing, which is freaking awesome. But also, same time of year, Frozen 4 finally hits. All the seeds are set. We're freaking ready. Yes, we are ready for the springtime sports season. It is championship season. Masters, Frozen 4, Women's Frozen 4 just finished. Uh, yep. con- congrats, uh, Ohio State on their first uh, NCAA championship, beating uh, Minnesota Duluth, which I was none too happy about. I have a little bit of a soft spot for Duluth mm. um, for obvious reasons. You can go check out our back catalog to find out why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not episode one, please. It's not that far back. No, no, no. It's not that far back. Let's go back to about August and then listen yeah. from there. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we've been watching with great interest, uh, the NCAA men's tournament. Uh, the games have been super close, uh, super physical kids are going all out multiple overtimes or overtime games, multiple goal Um, reviews. Oh yeah. Like, and you know, all the stuff that comes along with college hockey, the mismatch clocks, uh, different camera angles available in different buildings for reviews and all this different stuff that goes on, which is what makes it awesome. The imperfections of hockey is what makes the game awesome. Um, and you know, now we've got, um, our buddy, uh, brighter brights, uh, Minnesota state Mankato. Oh yeah. Going into the frozen four for a second year in a row, uh, going in as, uh, the, the uh, national number one, the rankings come out on Mondays. Today's Monday. They were still number one in the country. Um, Michigan, you know, Owen Power, Luke, uh, Luke Hughes. Is that the right Hughes's? Is? That's yeah, that's that the team? right Hughes's. Is, is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> There's so many now. I think it's Hughes. <laughs> I. Finalists too. 
But yeah, Hughes uh, right, <laughs> right. And and actually, like, it's funny about Luke Hughes on that team. He doesn't even get that much attention because they have, you know, Powers and... Uh, Veneers and Brisson. Veneers and Brisson. Like, and those guys are just going great guns, right? And uh, Luke Hughes is just quietly a Hobie Baker candidate on that team. Um, drive and play, creating chances. Uh, so Minnesota, uh, kind of screwed me on the bracket. Um, I thought that they were going to lose, uh, to Western Michigan. In fact, I picked Western Michigan because I like to pick somebody that I think not everyone else is going to pick. So if I get it right, then I move up in the points, but that didn't work out. Um, (laughs) but Minnesota (laughs) did Minnesota things, you know, they have Brock Faber and he decided to show up finally in the regional final. Um, and, uh, the fourth team, it's Denver with Bobby Brink. Oh God. So that Denver team national scoring leader, I think he has like 57 points, something like that. That Denver team is scary. Good. So I actually picked them on my bracket on College Hockey News, which they do like a free deal. And it's associated with uh, Bucci Overtime Challenge. You know, uh, John Butchergrass does that, the apparel, and he donates a bunch of the money to different um, hockey causes, you know, getting kids on the ice and equipment and that kind of stuff. I picked Denver and Mankato in the championship and Mankato winning. What's going to end up happening is I'm going to lose out on that because Denver is actually going to (laughs) win. I can see it now just because I picked them because I'm the biggest mooch in these kind of things. So, um, (laughs) but uh, nonetheless, Nonetheless, uh, no man, the, Dryden McKay, the, like goalies tournament, in college yeah, tournaments, always gotta, come through. I, I get that. I That's get that. Scares me. I mean, not it's, in a bad way, because then Bright's you know, had cool to, for him. They had to rely on him to get past Notre Dame, and they should have beat Notre Dame by three or four goals. I think. Like Notre Dame's good, but they're not like they're not a powerhouse team. You know, they should have beat North Dakota, but. They did. Well, they took it OT. No, no they should have. <laughs> and they did twice. <laughs> One didn't count. Also, yeah, I did think it was funny <laughs> on the broadcast. It, it was hilarious on the broadcast because after they came back from the third period, uh, Notre Dame, it was shorthanded, right? It was shorthanded in regulation. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes because it wasn't regulation. Yeah. They put a puck on a rebound in the net. The official clock. Time was zero. Unofficial clock uh, for, I think it was CBS Sports. Uh, no, it should be ESPN. The, it was ESPNU. tournament. It was tournament. Yeah, yeah it was ESPNU. Yep. It was incorrect. And I, I felt bad because when they came back for the overtime, uh, you know, <laughs> broadcast, Dave Starman, who Riggs and I met, uh, yeah. he had to like, you know, calm the flames down on social media because apparently people were coming at him like oh you idiots with your unofficial clock you guys suck <laughs> like I saw some of the tweets like some people were like oh they 
they uh they had it in for North Dakota. This is crap. They they cheated them. I'm like, it's an unofficial clock. Like it this isn't like actually a lot of broadcasts have that, believe it or not. Like ESPN. Oh yeah, they all NFL, yeah, they're not all NHL, it's an it, yeah. yeah. They're not all hooked into the official scorer's time. So the the time that you're seeing on the stupid, you know, on thing the ticker on, on top of the screen, you know, is not the official time. It's just the guy in the truck pushing the button, you know, start time, stop time, basically. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, I you know, maybe we'll figure that out. Or, sometime, if, or but, if you're playing beer league, you uh, yell at the scorekeeper, time, please, <laughs> time, 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 please, time. Clock. Which, you know, so yeah, <laughs> like uh, what goals in, goals not, what's the official time? It doesn't matter what the broadcast time is. It's they're gonna do all that on the ice. Uh they're they're gonna do that with the officials on the ice. Like that's not it doesn't matter what the TV's doing. So it, whoever's yeah. like tweeting or messaging at Dave Starman and the ESPN crew, like, <laughs> what's up with your clock? Like, shut like, up. Attacking. Shut him. up. Like, you have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> the only but, thing that's funny to me, it's like that guy just sitting at home on his computer, like, I would have stopped the time. Like, yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that guy. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a bum. Yeah. I would have done, done better. Yeah. It's but that same thing, guy. But the thing is, is like overall, the officiating and the way things have been run in the tournament, considering how close the games have been, has been excellent. Yeah. Like, if you, if you take, um, for example, like the, the Michigan, uh, Quinnipiac regional final game, that was a, that was a somewhat like tense game and and both of those teams were going really hard. I actually thought Quinnipiac uh carried the play more 5v5. Um but Michigan got their couple power play chances and they took advantage of them. Uh it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. Um it wasn't over officiated. I think Michigan got two or three power plays and Quinnipiac got three power plays that I know of. Quinnipiac went over. Michigan scored twice on the power play that I know of, and that's that's all she wrote. So um, you know, I I think uh, you know, anybody that's complaining about like the clocks and all this stuff, like just shut up. Just stop. The the tournament has been great. Watch the games be entertained uh that that tournament and that style of hockey is more entertaining than the nhl right now full stop yeah. when when i turned when i switched over after um after the second game on saturday night in the tournament when i switched over to watch nhl it was boring as hell it's so ro <laughs> it was so robotic and formulaic and just like you knew exactly what yeah. each player was going to do I, you know, give me, give me Stanley, uh, give me Stanley cup playoffs. Sure. But NHL regular season versus NCAA tournament, like forget about it. It's not well, even especially, close. especially now in the NHL season, like you have some of these teams, they're going to play it so safe, like five minutes left it's a tie game. They're like, all right, we got to turn this into a three point game for every, all parties involved. And to some extent, I, 
I understand it, but it's so boring to watch. Yeah, it's just it's lame. It's like what the Penguins did when they were up like eight goals. They put they put their like fourth power play unit out. Like, did you see yeah, that at Blue one point? Had they like had like three or four points. He had more than Jake <laughs> on the yeah. power play. They, they had Brian Boyle say, playing on the, on the power play. It's almost like beer league teams should do that when they get up a few goals. Maybe, you know, <laughs> pass yeah. it to the guys that haven't had that many points this season. I don't know. What beer league team are you talking about? I've had like seven skaters all season. How am I going to uh, do that? I'm just, <laughs> we I'm don't just, even have a power play uh, unit. We're just, trying to just survive, sir. <laughs> It's just it's just an observation. That's all. Just an observation. I have I have been saying all season though, like the guys that never show up, which there are a few. I want them to come, take warm ups, and then just rip the jerseys off after warm ups. Go like enjoy your night. <laughs> oh, no. I never have a problem with people showing up for my team. Yeah, you have like hundred on your team. I said it last night though. It's because I have an infectious personality. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I accused you of having main character syndrome. <laughs> main <laughs> All the NPCs come out of woodwork to <laughs> to play hockey with Daniel. <laughs> oh, it's just it's Danny's you know, world. <laughs> We're just Danny's world. That is correct. <laughs> Well, now you guys know it. That's good. <laughs> Daniel's what happened is what happens when you put all of your skill points in the yeah. shot. <laughs> 60 90, skating, 100 percent shot. 99 shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but uh you know, getting back to spring championship season, I know John and I are watching the Isabel Cup final here between the Connecticut Whale and the Boston Pride. I think it's still tied 1-1. I'm a little bit far from the the screen. I'm a hair ahead of but, you, but uh, okay. yeah, we'll go with that. We'll okay. go with that for now. Okay. So. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the, it's, it's really cool that, you know, I'm not, we're not, we don't, get paid by espn here but we would keep the time right yeah but yeah but well yeah i could we would the keep the time but uh <laughs> but you know what it's really cool that basically all of the hockey is on espn right now the the that ncaa nice. tournament they've they've had that for a while it's on espn uh they've had you know, formerly NWHL, now uh, Premier Hockey Federation PHF, uh, for the for this season, um, which is awesome. They've in the regular season for college, they have ECAC, which is you know Cornell, Harvard, Yale, you know all those guys, um, which is cool. And a good chunk of the NCAA women's too. They they so, carry a lot of yeah. NCAA women's games across conferences. It's not limited to one conference. Yeah, uh, and then they also picked up KHL from time to time. Even though we're not like big Russia guys right now, it got uh, it got dropped with a quickness. Because <laughs> actually, yeah. uh, as as funny as it was when it's funny you mentioned that when we were when I was waiting for you guys in Pittsburgh because I was up there already in town for visit family slash work. Yeah, uh, 
I was watching the KHL games from that morning. I was watching like Joker at play a uh, Dynamo Minx. And I actually like the KHL games, but I mean, like we said, we're we're not going to talk about we're them not, much. Now. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, especially for people that haven't watched the PHF, like in general, uh, it's a really good brand of hockey. And the one thing I kind of do like about it, uh, as goofy as it is, their games, especially for Saturday when the weather is not nice in the fall and winter, Games are like a two or three. So if you're kind of really gearing up for a day of hockey watching on your couch, you know, ironing uh, your couch with your butt, uh, <laughs> you can you can turn on a game at two or three. And I, I did that with a few of the Rivs games and even just kind of yeah. watch the, uh, you know, the um, on demand footage too. Rivs are out, obviously, but, you know, it, it's great to it's good, good hockey to watch. And hopefully crossing our fingers, we'll see like a more unified group moving forward after the end of the season. So, which would be pretty yeah. cool. We like seeing growth. I'll be honest. I, I haven't watched, uh, I've watched a couple PHF games this season. It's just, you know, with kids hockey and everything, it's been so busy. Um, but watching this game tonight, um, sitting down watching from, you know, opening puck drop through now, uh, it, even from two years ago, it has gotten faster and more skilled, which uh, I think is is awesome. Like you can see the growth in the game, and and we already know, like through private ownership expanding in the franchises and all this stuff, like that league is growing and it's growing pretty fast. Um, e- even in just the last two years, so. And what's really cool watching this broadcast right now is, you know, they're in the they're in the same building that our friends in the Chesapeake Bay Lightning played in their USA Hockey Nationals tournament last last spring, about this time, I think April, right? Um, and the stands are filled with kids and families, and I think that's awesome. Like it's it's only going to grow the game. It's only going to grow the brand for PHF and maybe these clubs, you know, Boston and Connecticut, uh, the exposure is awesome. And I think, you know, they're in for big things. And, you know, John, you, you mentioned about, you know, maybe they're working something out with PWHPA and, and maybe there's a way to kind of bring the two strategies together for how to grow uh, the women's game, and then ultimately the game as a whole. Uh, you know, the PHF right now, I think, is a pretty good brand. Um, Absolutely, and a, and a pretty good yeah. product on the ice that can bring a lot to the table. So, the the cool thing is you have the two groups, and kind of likening it a little bit. You know, for all the hockey historians out there, to the NHL and WHA of years ago. Uh, the one thing that came of it was expansion and I kind of mentioned something on discord and you know in this I have no insider knowledge on it I'm not a insider or anything but like <laughs> kind of logically it would make sense you know if they're gonna bring the two groups together you're gonna need expansion and it would kind of make sense like you see a team maybe in Pittsburgh or Philly hopefully not Philly um <laughs> but like DC I would imagine mm-hmm. maybe even like you know a team in Chicago. Uh, as well, you know, make it 
But even too, like I wouldn't be shocked if Ottawa or Montreal gets another team like they used to. So if you were going to expand in some sort of like you, it's I hate using this word, but like unification of PWHPA and PHF, I think it's probably a Canadian market and then a U.S. market. I, I think, you know, they're already in Toronto. So Ottawa, Montreal. Maybe Quebec City, who, you know, maybe, maybe that works out for, right. for that province. Um, or maybe they go out West because right now it's, it's pretty much East coast. Right. And maybe they try to move out West a little bit. Yeah. And do like two divisions. The cool thing is they have a lot of like, I mean, like we said, we're kind of like just chiming in on it from the outside, but like, yeah, you have a lot of, a lot of sizzle because of the success of the Canadians women Olympic team. And the American team. Um, <laughs> but also, too, like, PHF has done a lot of stuff. They they partnered with the ECHL during their a, their uh, All-Star game. Yeah. You know, and also, like we keep saying, like, ESPN Plus is a great platform. It's very accessible for a lot of families. And also, too, it's like an on-demand thing, too. So like I said, yeah. oh, your 2 o'clock game doesn't work because you have hockey. Well, I want to watch it at 7 o'clock or midnight or, you know, Monday morning at 9 a.m. when I'm doing boring conference calls something so like you have this awesome accessible accessible resource out there with espn plus that's a i mean especially when you're getting tv that means eyeballs that's definitely going to translate to more ticket sales fans sponsors all that yeah absolutely and to that effect uh like like riggs was saying the games games are faster and higher skilled than even even a year or two ago that's because there's more money and more exposure going into it. So they're able to pay the players to be athletes full time. I will never get over the fact that uh, when we were watching the Isbell Cup uh, a year or so ago, and one of the players just couldn't couldn't go, couldn't play because she had to work like she had to go be a police officer or, or like I, that's that's not a professional sport. That's not really professional then. So the fact that they have all the exposure and the money coming in now means that the players can devote their time to becoming a professional athlete and doing that as their only job and getting better and thus making the game faster and more skill and well more said. And I think it's 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 fantastic yeah, here, here, to, to see the fruits still, of that. There Preach. are way there's still a ways a, there are ways <laughs> away though from full time, you know, pro athlete status like. Sure. I but, yeah, but it's I not think, enough. Yeah. But I but, but I, <laughs> there's, but I there's think strides between um pri- you know, there's more private ownership. Uh Willie O'Ree just bought into the Boston franchise, you know, like this this is big big time stuff, right? And uh, Anthony Stewart yeah. and Angela James yeah. bought Toronto too. Right. So, I mean that, that is, changes a lot of stuff as well. This is big time stuff. Like there yeah. it's no longer that the league owns all the franchises. There's a lot of private ownership coming in, a mm-hmm. lot of capital. Um, and those resources improve, you know, re- the facilities and some of the other support things that are around the players and how they're training in season and maybe even off season. I I think off season's probably still you know, you're on your own for a lot of it, but it's, it's getting there. There's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of potential behind it. So the more that that happens, the more that they, 
they get exposure through ESPN plus, um, they do a great job at social, uh, the more that, um, they get some corporate, uh, sponsorship and, and other partnerships involved. Um, it's, it's only going to snowball from there. And I don't think it's that much yeah. longer that, you know, they'll, they'll be able to do something that the, there will be some big step, whether it means the partnership with the PWHPA or whatever that is, or they, they take some big step in the next, you know, five years or so that, um, just solidifies the league and, and gets those players closer to that full-time pro status. Um, you, you can see it happening just in the last couple of years. So real quick too, uh, before we're done, we wanted to say a big congratulations to one of our listeners down in Kane's country, Joshua Leggett for being voted one of Carolina amateur hockey associations role models of the year. Seems like a really big deal. Uh, he he helps out with learn to play in six U uh, as a volunteer to help help little, uh, some of the younger players learn that uh, that people of color have a place in the ice too. And he's doing amazing work down there from the sounds of it. And uh, we just want to give a big congratulations to him because sounds like this is a very well deserved award. We think it's awesome. We think it's uh, so cool. So big congratulations! Absolutely, to him. yeah. Yep. Congratulations. Good. Good work, Josh. Uh, and thank you, Jessica, for putting on beers in the lot while you drive Josh to and from all the rinks and work and all the different stuff that he's doing. Um, yeah. We know that you guys listen a lot. So thank you so much. And uh, good work, Josh. I do want to read a part of it here, though. So in the thing that we saw, it says that uh, in his 11 years in the ice, Josh has never had a coach that looks like him. And he strives to provide an example that he didn't have and to be a role model for younger players. That is yeah, hell awesome. yeah, man. Keep it up. That is so cool. That's great. Keep growing the game, man. You're you're awesome. So congratulations. Whatever you do, you. Josh, keep uh helping out the kids at six and eight U. That's the best age group. Once they get a little older, eh, we won't talk Absolutely. about it. Stay at the yeah. younger age group. You know what? Trust me. You just you just touched the nerve, John. My favorite time coaching was mites. That was my favorite time because the kids will just show up and play hockey, and then that's it. There's none of the other stuff that goes along with it. It's so awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> if you you know if you want to keep coaching, stay in that group. My advice. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I I have one more thing. Like right. like Steve Let's Jobs. Go. One more thing here. <laughs> oh. Put your turtleneck on. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear one, John, unlike you. I'll wear a turtleneck all freaking <laughs> day. Um, we know. You wear one on the ice just like Placanets. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Lemieux. Lemieux wore one. He also wore a yellow bucket too. Yeah. Well, when you score that many goals, <laughs> let me know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Won't be into a yawning cage, that's for sure. <laughs> Johnny, before we before we started recording, because I'm pretty sure all the stuff that we were talking about before we started recording is not going to make the cut. We were talking about. People hanging out after hockey. And I noticed that when I came outside last night, 
Danny was, was there. Oh, Aaron oh, was yeah. there. <laughs> and then I was like, where's John? And then his <laughs> truck was gone. And like, I was very disappointed. Interesting. Care to elaborate? Weird. Work obligations early on Monday morning. <laughs> when um, when uh, playing beer league and hanging out after pays my bills, I'll gladly stay as late as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out, John, that Eric's game ended at 9 o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's impossible because I think I got, I think I got home. It was yeah, 10. ten. Yeah, easy yeah, champ. Yeah, easy yeah, champ. Yeah, yeah. It, it was ten, huh? Yeah. It was ten early. Yeah. I had to get my warm milk and <laughs> Matlock was on. I think. All right, that'll do it for eighty-five. Thanks to those of you who stayed late in this episode. Parking lot MVPs. The realest MVPs are in Discord, though. Beersandalot.com slash Discord. There's my weekly plug. Which means it's time for my weekly thank you to our loyal listeners. You guys are the best. Be sure to check out Beersandalot.com for more info on anything. And we will see you all next week. Thanks again. See you.